Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's say it together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, you're here. We're here. Let's do the thing. You're here, sir. We're here, sir. In this building and online. We pray that the Feast of Tabernacles would manifest. That's when your glory hits the room. We invite the glory of the Lord in this room and on every digital campus right now. In Jesus' name. On three, everybody holler glory. I said holler glory. Shout it again, glory. Tell somebody next to you, say glory. is about to hit your life. Don't you start nothing with me. Let's go to work. Grab a seat. Our series, our series, we got to go. Our series is making money moves. Somebody say making money moves. Why? Because faith and finances are not enemies. I've been teaching you that there are over 2,300 Bible verses about money. In fact, over 15% of Jesus' words were about money. More than prayer, faith, heaven, and hell. Somebody say money is important. In fact, it's your faith that's going to be the reason you do better in your finances. See, the praise report I just read you where the person is making less but doing more, making less but saving more, is proof that when God steps on your situation, I don't care what it looks like in the natural. It may not make sense on paper, but it makes sense by faith. I, I wish you'd elbow somebody say, it makes sense by faith. It it didn't make sense in the Bible for Moses to lift his hands and the Red Sea to part, but he did it. It didn't make sense for Jesus to make mud, put it on a man's eyes and a man's seat, but he did it. Just like it's not going to make sense how you're about to experience your best 12, even though you're dealing with some of your worst pressure. But it's getting ready to happen. If you believe it, somebody say it's getting ready to happen. 
So what have I taught you? That you are a farmer that already has everything you need in seed form and everything is a seed. Say, I'm a farmer. And I already have everything that I need. Come on, talk to me a little bit. And everything is a seed. Let's go more than money. Your actions are a seed. Your thoughts are a seed. Your words are a seed. Your attitudes are a seed. Your praise is a seed. Your worship is a seed. How you talk to people is a seed. How you deal with people is a seed. Watch me. Who you're sitting next to right now, make sure you're next to a seed sower. Well, how do I know I'm next to a seed sower? It's because when you praise, watch me, they, they raise a the praise with you. If you sit next to somebody quiet, I'm going to need you to get up and get another seat. Why? I need to be around some other farmers. Because you're sitting next to somebody that by the time we get to this time next year, their whole life is going to be. Somebody say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. So watch me, 2 Peter 1.3 says this, his divine power has given us, that's past tense, that means it's already done. And the only thing that's getting ready to happen is that you're getting ready to see it for yourself. But God's already done what God is going to do. 2,000 years ago when God was on the cross and he paid the price, he said, everything you need, I'm hooking you up with it now. And this is what he does. God does not give you the tree, God gives you the seed. He does not give you the fruit, he gives you the seed. He does not give you the end result, he gives you the seed. And for some of y'all, you've been accusing God. God, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have that. God says, uh-uh, I've given you seed. I didn't give you the tree. I gave you what you needed. Watch me. You only asked me for one tree. I wanted you to have a forest. Uh-uh, I ain't playing with you, 1115. You only asked me for one car. I wanted you to be a car broker. You only asked me for one house. I wanted you to own multiple dwelling units. I... God says, I'm going to give you seed because seed is going to give you more than what you asked for. Seed is going to do here, Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Pay attention. Every answer to your prayer, God always answers it with seed. And this is bigger than money. That's what the Bible says. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. God says, everything you need to be a great Christian and have a great life, you already have it. Here's today's message. This message is called the three hells. Say the three hells. Here's why. It will shock you uh, what this has to do with money. It's going to shock you. It's going to shock you. Here's the first hell. The first hell is the real hell. Somebody say the real hell. All right, the real hell. You can see they got the tomb. Listen, somebody's praise. Knock the tombstone over. (laughs) Pay pay attention. The real hell. Somebody say the real hell. Listen, I need you to understand something. Life, this is no just rehearsal. This is it. You don't get a do-over. Listen, if you don't get it right with God now, you're not going to have another opportunity to come back and get it right. Which is why you need to elbow somebody and say, make sure you're right with God. And right with God doesn't mean perfect. It just means that I do whatever I got to do to keep myself in order. Watch me. So even if I stumble, I'm going to get right back up. Even if you fall into sin, you better fall right back up out of that. I need some of you to stop letting the enemy punk you and tell you you screwed up too big, you messed up too big. You need to let the redeemed of the Lord say, so what? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made new. Open your mouth, make this declaration, say, I'm not going to hell. So look at this, Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Do not be afraid of those that want to kill your body. Pay attention. Most people are afraid of people. 
Most people are afraid of people. You, you're afraid, watch me, of what a person can do to you. But the Bible says, do not be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They can't touch your soul. It says fear. Fear there means reference. Not fear like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so scared. No, it's reference. And can I tell some of y'all something? Watch me. Uh, some of y'all, watch me, you need to get saved again. What do you mean again? Because watch me, uh, uh, literally, when you make the prayer, you pray the prayer, it's done. But for some of you, even though it was done in the spirit, it hasn't clicked for you. How do I know? Because you don't reverence the Lord. Come on. You treat him like he's your homie. He's not your homie. He, he is your king. He is your father. He is your Lord. He is your provider. And the Lord is due reverence. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, but I'm going to preach anyhow. What does that mean? God, I honor you. God, I respect you. And if you say jump, my response is how high? If you say move to the left, I move to the left. You say move to the right, I move to the right. When he move, I move just like that. But we have many people who are Christians. Watch me. But look at the scripture. But, but watch me. But, but you don't reverence the Lord. Lift your hand. Say, Lord, restore my reverence. Come on. Say, Lord, restore my reverence. See, because for some of you, watch me. You never learn how to revere any authority. You don't revere your parents, you don't revere your leaders, you don't revere your pastor, you don't revere anybody. As far as you're concerned, I put on my pants the same way they do. And that's exactly why you don't have no fruit, because you don't know how to reverence. But I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and say, but you're about to have a whole lot of fruit. Say, because he's restoring your reverence. I just need to know at this 1115 that there are some people that say, God, I reverence you. I reverence you. I honor you. I come to worship you. I did not come to be worshipped. I came to worship. Say, I reverence the Lord. Which means, watch me, the reason I'm faithful to church attendance is because I reverence the Lord. The reason I'm faithful to servants because I reverence the Lord. I'm not doing this so you can look at me. I'm doing this because I reverence the Lord. Why do I give God my best? I reverence him. I ain't performing for you. I give God my best as a man of God because I reverence the Lord. I want to stand in front of him and him to say, well done, my good and faithful son. I want him to say, son, I'm so proud of how you took a bad hand and played it well. Elbow somebody say, reverence the Lord. The reason I'm a faithful giver is because I reverence the Lord. The reason that I invite people to church is because I reverence the Lord. Say, restore my reverence. That's why I don't play, I don't play with the things of God. When I say I, I mean we, so don't get it twisted. Say, we don't play with the things of God. Why? Because we reverence him. See, the only reason you didn't die of an overdose is because he stepped in. So let's be honest, you owe him reverence. The only reason that man didn't kill you when you were in that abusive, oh, you ain't gonna say nothing to me? When you were in that abusive relationship is because the Lord stepped in. Yes, Shabbat, yes, Shekeyanda. The only reason coronavirus didn't get you like she got 700,000 others is because of the Lord. And for that 1115, you owe him a praise right now. Go. Say, I reverence the Lord. And I just heard the Lord. I rebuke complications from coronavirus. I rebuke long-haul coronavirus. If you're connected to harvest, corona is illegal in your body. 
and in the name of Jesus, your lungs perform well. Your blood performs well. We reverse every negative effect that the virus had in your body and your praise report will manifest before December 31st. I need y'all to stand in agreement with me right there. Let's go. It says, do not be afraid of those who want to kill your body. He, he, said, he said, I don't need you to be, watch me, afraid of those that want to kill your body. He says, they can't touch your soul. He said, fear or reverence only God. Pay attention. Who can destroy both your soul and your body in hell. So, let's just be clear. Hell is a real experience. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you. If you have old school church, this is all you heard about every week. A couple months ago, somebody told me, uh, somebody, they said they, they won't come back to the church. And uh, they told me, I didn't really care. Um, because, no, because I'm called to who I'm called to. If I'm not called to you, I'm good. I'm, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me free some of y'all. Be okay with who's not called to you. Like, if you got to walk, just let me get that badge up before you do. If you got to go, you can go. But I'm okay with who's not called to me. I'm going to give it that. So, you know, I love everybody, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose no style. You know, okay, fine, fine, be encouraged. Keep going, keep going for us. And, and, and they, the guy, he got uh, the individual, and I, ho I hope you're actually watching right now. Because the Lord still has need of your life. I hope you're watching. And, 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 and they came to church, and they smelled like Mary Jane. And we didn't judge because we're not that type of church. We don't look down on people. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you judge nobody. Hear me, Harvest. We are not a church that looks down on people. We're not a church that judges people. We're not a church. So they, they got baptized. They gave their life to the Lord. The whole nine. And then apparently they said to somebody, well, I, I, you know, y'all know I teach in series. So that means for the whole month, we're going to be talking about what we talk about. And, uh, and so they said, well, Bishop Foreman doesn't preach enough about hell. And I discerned. I said, you ain't discerned nothing. You just got saved a week and a half ago. I said, I said, but here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing is that you want to focus on something that you just got saved from. And I need for some of y'all to hear me. Watch me. I don't need you focused on what God says I snatched you out of. For every person that you're saved, and if you're not, matter of fact, let's do it right now. If you're watching me right now and you are not a Christian, this is your moment. If you've given your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, this is your moment to come back. And third, if you're like, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. And you're in this building or online. In this building, you're going to raise your hand up. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I need you to be sure because I need to make sure that when you leave this planet that it ain't hot. Open your mouth and say, I'm not going to hell. Say it again, I'm not going to hell. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure in this building. On three, you're going to raise your hand. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. God's coming to get you today. One, two, three, respond right now. If that's you, I see you. God bless you. 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 Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Somebody say, this is my moment. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for loving me. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. If I was not sure, I'm sure now. I'm saved and I'm not going to hell.
Somebody's uncle just got saved. Somebody's cousin just got saved. Come on. If you just prayed that prayer, take out your phone. Text the word decision right now to 877-552-4746. What did we do? We just flipped the script because the enemy was hoping I was going to get to the end of the message, then drop the net. The Lord dropped the net right in the beginning. Or scan that QR code right where you are at and you can give your life to the Lord. Somebody say, that's hell number one. Come on and say, and I'm not going. So if he saved you from hell, why do you think he'd want you to live in hell? He didn't save you from it for you to live in it. So now that we've gotten eternity taken care of, pay attention. Now let's deal with your everyday life. Because for most Christians, I'm just trying to make it to heaven. Listen, listen, what a crazy way to live to where you're not living because you're focused on something he's already handled. You ready? Here's the second hell. The second hell is a reprobate mind. Reprobate mind. They got, they got my signs here. That's the second hell. Say this, the second hell. All right, so look at this scripture. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says this. The Bible says Romans 1 and 28. Even as they refuse to have God in their knowledge. Pay attention. They refuse to have God in their knowledge. Which means it's not that God didn't try to get to them. They refused God. Which means you can even be a Christian and still be in this second hell. He says they refused God. God said forgive, they said no. God says give, they says no. God says serve, they said no. God says don't live in that crazy situation no more, they say no. God says put me first, they say no. So watch me, they refused God. Is there anybody that can be honest? And at some point in your journey, even you can tell the truth that at one point even you refused him. Here's your shout. He didn't stop trying. I need to see those of you in this building and those of you online where you're so glad that even when you refused him, he came to snatch your little behind up. I, I need you to thank him that he came and got you out the club, got you out the juke joint, got you out the bar. Got, I, well, I, somebody say he came and got me. See, everybody look at me. For those of you who you are convicted when you do wrong, this is proof you're not in this hell. See, stop saying, Lord, you don't let me get away with nothing. That means he hasn't given up on you. See, you need to thank God for who checks you and who corrects you. Why? Because that means they love you. Silence means I hate you. Look at the screen. He says, even though they refuse to have God in their knowledge. Pay attention to this next series of verses, or next series of words, because it's real. Somebody says it's about to get real. God abandoned them. I need you to pay attention. Because even at a certain point, God says, So you just gonna keep ignoring me? You ever tried to follow up with somebody? And they all on social media but not responding to your text? Okay. The Bible says that God abandoned them to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not right. So the first hell is a real hell. 
We just, we just took care of that for everybody watching, for everybody in this building. Say, I'm not going to that hell. But let's make sure you don't go to this one. Because here's what God will do. God will say, you know what? So you're going to keep refusing what I say. So you can come to church every week and still be a reprobate. You, 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 can, you can quote scripture and still be a reprobate. You can shout hallelujah and still be a reprobate. You can speak in tongue and still, matter of fact, probably might be the biggest reprobate. Because you don't even know you're refusing him because you're so used to refusing him. But I need you to just lean over on somebody and say, I'm not going to this hell either. Uh-uh, wrong neighbor. Lean on somebody else. Say, I'm not going to this hell either. He says, for this reason, God abandoned them to a reprobate mind. What does reprobate mean? Here's what it means. Number one, a rejected mind. In other words, God says, your mind, watch me, you will feel rejected by God when you're in this hell. You will feel rejected. Watch me. You will feel rejected because you reject him. See, Adam rejected the Lord, so he felt rejected by the Lord, even though the Lord never rejected him. Pay attention. In Genesis, the Lord gives him some specific instructions. Adam does not follow those instructions. God comes to look for him. But what does the Bible say Adam does? Pay attention. He hides himself. There it is. In other words, Adam rejects the Lord, so the Lord can't reject him. See, some of you, you are preemptive rejectors. The moment you think you're about to be rejected, you quit so that way they can't get you. I rebuke your reprobate behavior. If you know you struggle with that, lift your hands in this building. Lift your hands online. Say, I release my reprobate. Here's the second thing, second definition of reprobate. It means unapproved. It, it, watch me. God gave them over to an unapproved mind, which means they just do whatever they want. There's some of you where you got family members, you got relatives. They just do whatever they want. Watch me. They're almost borderline sociopathic because they don't really care how what they do affects anybody. Can I tell you where they might be? Hell. God says, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm just not going to be in the God right now. I'm building my business. Do whatever you want, boo, you in hell. And it's going to look like you're prospering. It's going to look like you're doing well. And then eventually the flames are going to get hotter. And when the flames get hotter, you watch me, you're going to try to say, God, 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 where are you at? And God's going to say, oh, oh, now you want me to be your God? Because you made your job your God, so I'm just confused. You made your man your God. We ain't seen you in months because you got a little stinking relationship. What? I feel like preaching aggressive. He says, do whatever you want to do. I just think I might be a Muslim, you know, because I just, I got some questions about, God says, fine, go on, Salaikum, Salaam, Mitsubishi, Subaru, and Honda, go on there. I think I'm going to be a Hebrew Israelite. You don't even know what you're talking about. I got on the robe. You don't even know what you're talking about. You ready? Well, I, yeah, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't believe in nothing right now. Okay. See, the worst thing God could do is say, okay. I need you to be grateful, 1115. 
that when he could have abandoned you to yourself. See, some of y'all are little too. When he could have said, do whatever you want to do. Do you know what he did? He reached out and said, I need to hear the worship of those that are grateful that he did not abandon you to yourself. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. He did not give you over to your own reprobate mind. Look, here's the last thing. Counterfeit. He says, I'll give you over to a counterfeit mind. What does that mean? What does that mean? You will create your own system of belief. That's counterfeit. You've ran into people like this. You invite them to church. Yeah, I don't believe in organized religion, but I like Target organized. I like Walmart organized. I like Nordstrom's organized. I like my car organized. I like my rental car organized, but I don't believe in organized religion. Like, why do I have to go to church? Baby, you get to. You ain't. This is a privilege. Oh, no. This is a privilege to be able to stream. This is a privilege to be able to get this word. Somebody say, I don't get to. Or say, say like this, say, I don't have to. I get to. You ought to be grateful when you step in the building. He still keeps breath in your body. He's, God says, I will give you over and you can do whatever you want to do. That's hell. Because it's the absence of God. So God says, I abandon you to you. Do whatever you want. You want to believe in the pyramids? Good luck. You want to believe and I'm manifesting? Good luck. You, I, I'm just, I just positive confession? Good luck. You want to be anime bullock and step over there with Buddha? Now, you know, good and doggone well, anime. It was God that got you to that. And you talking about bing, bing, you better get back to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let me tell you what hell is. Hell is when he says, do whatever you want to do. I'm no longer going to interrupt. See, for everybody listen to me, here's why I slowed down during this moment. Because sometimes you'll get frustrated because you think, well, I'm doing right. I'm doing good. I'm doing this. I'm waiting on this. When does this happen? When is that? And God is like, listen, you need to, listen, you need to be grateful. I didn't abandon you to you. Because then you got to be your own God. Let me tell you why I'm not worried. I'm not my God. Let me tell you why you don't need to be stressed out. I'm not my God. He is my God. And if God be for me, who would there be against me? The Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? It... Somebody said, I'm not going to that hell either. So Wednesday in the message, Ruin to Ruin Reinvention, because we're about to get to the third one. We studied this man named Isaac, and Isaac lived on green. Say he lived on green. This is where you live. And in Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, it says this. Now, there was a famine in the land. What does that mean? Uncertain circumstances, but there were certain principles. I'll say it again. The circumstances were uncertain, but I was certain on what the principles are that I live by. Besides the former fam famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Gerar, verse 12, and Isaac sowed in that land. What is that land? Gerar. What does Gerar mean? A temporary place, a lodging place, a place of uncertainty. This is why you never, ever regard your circumstances when you're releasing your seed. 
Watch me. And not just with money, but don't wait for them to love until you love. Don't wait for them to do right until you do right. Why? I'm not regarding my circumstances because I realize that I am a seed sower, which means my job is to get seed in the ground, which means even if I don't get the harvest from you, I'll get it from somebody else. But baby, I am a farmer that has everything I need already, but it's in seed form and everything is a seed. It says, and he reaped, watch me, in the same year. I need you to prophesy to somebody next to you. Say, this year. Say, this calendar year. You do know October's harvest season. You better check your calendar. You do know fall season. The reason you got all of this stuff is because it's harvest season. I need you to elbow somebody and say, it's getting ready to happen. It, Baby, you about to pick up your fruit. You about to pick up your results. You about to see it happen for you. It says, and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man became what? Rich. What does this mean? He didn't lack anything. Don't confuse rich with cash, cars, and clothes, right? Because you can have all that, not, watch me, and still be crazy. Which is why throughout the series, I've been teaching you 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health even as you're which means, watch me, it's not enough to just have stuff and not have your soul right. It says, and he reaped in the same year of what? A hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Pay attention. The reaping wasn't even the blessing. In other words, I got my harvest simply because of the law of sowing and reaping. But, but watch me. God says, but I hadn't even blessed you yet. That's just what you get for sowing. See, I need some of y'all, let me tell you why you've been under so much pressure. It's because the weight of the blessing that's about to hit you, you needed to be able to carry this thing. Because this thing is going to be big. This thing is going to be groundbreaking. This thing is about to shake your bloodline, shake your community, shake your environment. I need you to give God a praise for the pressure you've been under. Why? It's getting you ready. You about to go from small to large. You about to go from renting to owning. You, somebody open your mouth and give God praise right there. So let's go. It says, he reaped a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. And the man became rich and gained more and more and more until he became very wealthy. Now pay attention. He's like, I thought you were talking about three hills. Oh, I am. Because let me tell you what was trying to stop Isaac from releasing his seed uncertainty the opposite of faith isn't fear the opposite of faith is certainty now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen see a lot of times people say you gotta you know fear you can't have fear and faith that's a whole lie in fact when you sense fear it's proof you need to use faith because what watch me the opposite of faith is certainty see listen when I sit on this chair pay attention I know this chair is gonna hold me up it did not require faith because I am certain what will happen. But watch me. If I was to try to sit on this monitor here, watch me. I cannot operate with the same level of certainty because I haven't sat on it before. Pay attention. So when does Isaac sow? During an uncertain time, but he had certain principles. Some of you are about to get it. Because you are waiting on the right time and it ain't never going to be the right time. The time is always, you better open your mouth and holler now. One, two, three. 
But I'm just, and, and let me rebuke all you overly deep people. I'm just waiting on the time of God. It's been now. I'm just waiting to see what the Lord going to do. It's been now. Somebody say, it's been now. No, pay attention to the way the phrase is given to you. It's been now. Watch me, because he's, watch me, uh, watch me. He's a very present help. Which means with God, every moment is now. He doesn't live in your past, which is why you shouldn't either. Every moment is now. Somebody say, it's been now. Look at verse 14. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants so that the Philistines envied him. And what did we learn on Wednesday? They threw dirt in his well multiple times. Pay attention because some of you, I'm about to show you this third hell that most people live in, including most Christians. They threw dirt in his wells. Pay attention. He was working on it and they dirtied it up. He was working on it and they screwed it up. He was working on a good name. They threw dirt on his name. Can I talk to some of y'all where you didn't have some people throw dirt on you? Throw dirt dirt on your circumstances, throw dirt on your, and you're like, God, I did all of this work. Watch me. I dug the dirt out, and now these people around me are putting dirt back in what I, you worked hard to get your credit together, and now they're trying to add, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You worked hard to get your self-esteem together, and now somebody's trying to tell you what you're not, you ain't this, you're not that, you're not. But watch me. But he lived on green. I just need 10 of y'all. I don't need everybody in the building. I don't need everybody online. I just need to know I got 10 of us that live on. Which means you can throw dirt on me all you want. Talk about me all you want. Say what you want to say all you want. But what did Isaac do? He kept sowing and he dug another well. Somebody say keep sowing and dig another well and another well and another well. We don't stop. We can't stop. We. Excuse me. I almost, 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 almost went there. Somebody say, we bowed it, bowed it. I, I, listen, listen. Only a few of y'all in the building know where that's from. No limit, soldier. I thought I told you. Everybody don't understand that. Look. Here's your problem. They throw dirt on it, and now, and now you, it's over. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Who knew? Uh -uh. Shake that off. Shake that off. But it don't look the same. That's all right. I'll tell a story. You got to learn how to take a negative and turn it into a positive. You got to learn how to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for your good. Somebody said, well, it ain't as good as it used to be, baby. That's because it's brand new. You'll catch on in a minute. So, so look, so look. Bible says that he kept on sowing. Now, let's just be honest for a moment. For most of us, if I'm doing all this sowing, I'm doing all this sowing, all all, doing all this song. And the only thing that keeps happening, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Somebody's about to catch it. I'm doing all this sowing, but they keep throwing dirt on it. Well, what you didn't know is seed needs dirt. <laughs> 
uh, uh, uh. You better not just sit there in your seat. You gave me exactly what I needed. Cause seed needs dirt. Elbow somebody say, you needed that to happen. Why? I needed some dirt on top of my seed so my seed could prophesy my seed is prophesy my seed is you ain't got no dirt your seed ain't gonna grow So next time you somebody call you, say so and so said this and that, say. Somebody call you with a negative report. <laughs> Why? I need that dirt so my seed can grow. Open your mouth, say, I'm not afraid of dirt. Say the dirtier it gets, the faster my seed's gonna grow. That's why for some of y'all, it's a whole lot of dirt. But that's because you're about to have a whole lot of... Lean over on somebody and say, fruit's coming. So watch. Genesis 26 and 21 says this. Then they dug another... See, look at me. Stop being scared. I was talking to a preacher. I said, stop being scared to start over. I said, to build what you built, you recruited, and then you stopped going fishing. You just tried to keep the aquarium. You're not an aquarium keeper. You're a fisherman. I said, I said, you cannot be afraid to be back at one. I said, you cannot be afraid to start from scratch. I said, you have the grace to do it from scratch because you did it from scratch. So why are you afraid of the very thing you're graced to do? So what did Isaac do? He dug another well. Isaac said, baby, I'm a digger. Because I'm a farmer who already has everything he needs, but it's in seed form and everything's in seed. So when they threw uh, dirt in one well, Genesis 26, 21, they just dug another one. And so watch me. So then they fought with him. And then here's what they named this well. This was the third well. Because remember, they put uh, dirt in the wells Abraham, his father, had dug. One. Number two, it was a place called Essek. They threw dirt there. Here's the third place. They, they threw dirt. It's called Sitna. I say remember because I taught it on Wednesday. Three times they've thrown dirt in his wells. See, I need you not to quit on time two. I need you quit not to quit on time three. I need you to last so you can see what you've been laboring for. And let me tell some of y'all, God's been good, but you ain't even seen what you've been laboring for. How do I know? Because your mind ain't blown yet. You're like, ooh, that's amazing. But God said, no. When you see what I'm about to do, you're going to look at it. And for some of you, tears are going to run down your eyes. Because you're going to say, God, how did this happen? Because you kept sowing and kept. Kept sowing, kept digging. So this third well, he called its name Sitna. Because he said, listen, this is different. He said, these people hate me without cause. 
See, how do you know that you're almost to your moment of major breakthrough? When there are people who hate you and don't even know you to hate you. See, if you got haters that don't have a reason to hate because you've never done anything to them. Somebody said, that's a good thing. Here's the next definition, opponent. What's an opponent? You oppose me. You're in my way. Pay, pay attention, come here. Sitna means, all right, let's see. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get over there to see. Y'all see that stack of money over there? So, so, man, y'all see that right there? All right, look, y'all see the money? All right, all right, now, now look. Look where I'm at. Sitna says, I'm going to oppose where you're trying to go. So, you've been meeting with people. Nothing's working. You've been interviewing. No callbacks. You've been trying. Nothing's working. Watch me. And God says, now, are you going to stop? Or are you going to keep doing what you do? You are a farmer who already has everything you need in seed form. And everything is a seed. So watch me. Say, my opponent is nothing more than something I dig past. What does the dig represent? I sow, but I got to work. I sow, but I got to do the labor. I sow, but I got to send the resume. I sow, but I got to make the call. I sow, but I got to call the banker. I sow, but I got to go look at the house. I sow, but I got to check Zillow. Who am I talking to? So look at the scripture. Bible says, Bible says, so we call his name. I want you to pay attention to what they did on the screen. Pay attention. Leave it right there. The scripture covered my opponent. Y'all don't see what? Let me talk over here. And that's the same way you're going to have to do with your opponent. You ain't even in my picture. Why? Because the word covers you. I'll put a word on you. Cover him up. I'll put a word on you that will cover this situation. Somebody say, put the word on your opponent. But look at this last thing. But it means Satan. So you get to a certain point to where this isn't even natural. Like this, I want to talk to a few of you. I'm almost done. Where your opposition, it's not like this isn't even natural. This isn't natural. This is, this is, this is demonic. Uh-uh, I need you to look at me. Because for some of y'all, you, you, you got to be careful because you will over-spiritualize what's natural, but then sometimes you can over-naturalize what's spiritual. Because at this well, watch me, right before he got to the fourth well, at this well, watch me, Satan is opposing him. I want to I wanna help some of you understand the last few months of your life. This hasn't been natural. This ain't for everybody, but for those it's for, I'll know by your response. Say, this is deeper than that. Because Satan said, I ain't even sending no demon. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even sending someone else. He said, I am personally coming to oppose you. Because I need to stop your sowing. 
and stop your digging. And I'm so glad, this ain't for everybody, but for those of us, but for those of us that didn't stop, watch me, say I didn't stop my sowing and my digging. And say, and it's about to pay off. Harvest, we didn't stop sowing and we didn't stop digging. So even though the enemy tried to oppose us, watch me, God's about to say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Get off the stage, get out the situation, get up out of my way. Somebody say, it's getting ready to happen. How do you know? Look at this, look at this. And he moved on from there. I rebuke you getting stuck. Everybody that feels stuck, stand up right now in this building online. If you've got an area of your life you feel stuck, don't you be ashamed to stand. Wouldn't it be foolish for you to be in a place where you could get free from being stuck, but you're too prideful to say you're stuck? You better tell the truth and wave some help over. If you got a flat tire on the highway trying to pretend like you got it all together, you better wave some help over. I just need you to just wave on three. One, two, three. So I rebuke you feeling stuck and thinking that you're stuck in any area of your life. Say, I am not stuck. Say, I'm moving on. Say, I'm moving on. And I'm digging another well. Grab a seat, I'm almost done, look. So they didn't crawl over this fourth well. I need to just say it. I'm almost done. I just need to say this. Please look at me. They quarreled over three. And the Bible, what's me? It doesn't say how long that took. See, maybe it's been 15 years of fighting. But you keep winning. You keep digging. If it's been 10 years, 38 years, 12 years, 14 years, one year, six months, 13 days, seven whole days, not a word from you, seven whole nights, and I'm just about through. Can't take it, won't take it, had about enough of you. Rather be home now. That's, pro- that's prophetess Tony Braxton. I'm just joking. Y'all ready? Everybody look at me. Here's where you're at. Say, this is where I'm at. So he called its name Rehoboth, for the Lord has made room. Uh-uh, look at me. Room for what? All of what you've collected while you've been sowing and digging. You needed room for this. Ooh. If you don't elbow somebody and say, you needed room for this. And we shall be fruitful in the land. You shall be fruitful in the land. What land? Gerar. What's Gerar? Temporary. What's Gerar? Lodging place. Which means God says, your life's about to improve and you ain't even in your permanent city. You're not even, watch me, you're not even in your permanent building. You're not even on your permanent job. You're not even in your permanent automobile. But somebody say, he's making room for me. Why is he making room for you? Look at this. What if Isaac didn't live on green? Here it is. I'm getting to this third hill. 
What if he doesn't live on green? What if he says, I'm not sowing nor digging anymore? What happens if you say, I'm not releasing my financial seed anymore? What happens if you say, I'm not working this anymore? I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of this. Can I be honest? I had a moment. I shared it with you several months ago. I just said, Lord, I'm tired. And I ain't talking about physical tired. I need to lay down and take a nap. I said, Lord, doing what you called me to do. I love the people of God, but Jesus the Christ. I'm tired. And I was tired because I said, God, I'm, watch me. Look at me. I said, I'm tired of the same fights. I don't mind a new fight, but I don't like repeats. So I told the Lord, I said, I'm tired. I said, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. tired. But watch me. But you would never know it. Because every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, every Sunday, you saw me sow and did. And I came to let everybody know. I'm at the door. Number four. Rehoboth, where the Lord is making room. Somebody say, I'm glad you didn't stop. Say, I'm glad you didn't quit. Say, I'm glad you didn't commit suicide. Say, I'm glad you didn't throw in the towel. Say, because it's finally about to pay off. It's 20 of y'all in this building where you're in the same place as your pastor. If that's you, run to this altar and meet your pastor because we all stepping in the way of both. I said the altar. I said the altar. Run to the altar. Run to the altar. Run to the altar. Run to the altar. Come on. Run to the altar. If you with me, somebody say, we're at Rehoboth and the Lord makes room for us right here, right now. I need some of y'all to get up at your house and act like some of these people at this altar. You are at Rehoboth. You kept sowing, you kept digging. You kept sowing, you kept working. You kept sowing, you kept working. And somebody say, I'm finally there. Release a praise if you believe it. Go. Elbow somebody on your way back to your seat and say, that's where I'm at this entire spiritual year. I live on green and the Lord makes room. So everybody look at me. Look at me. Here's the third hell. Regret. When I was a little kid, we were in... Uh, some, some relatives got a drum machine. And um, it's not this new stuff with these laptops and all that. I don't know nothing about none of that. It was, it, was, it was, you know, it was an old school drum machine. And I went in there, and they were playing on the drum machine. And uh, they were like, come on, come on, play. And I got nervous. Now, here's the deal. Nobody knew how to use the drum machine because they had just got the drum machine. I got nervous and scared. And so I was like, no, nah, I ain't going to do it. No, nah, I ain't going to do it. Out of all the things the Lord has allowed me to do, and I'm just getting started. I've done a lot, but I got way more to do. You want to know what I still remember to this day? I still remember not playing the drum machine. I could buy a whole factory full of drums and drum machines and have drummers playing for me 24 hours a day, every beat that I could possibly want to hear. But the Lord allows me to continue to remember that. And one day I said, Lord, why do you want me to remember that? He says, because I never want you to live 
regret. I don't want you living in shoulda, woulda, coulda. Because you were too scared. Because you were afraid you would fail as if you hadn't done it before. Come on, I, got, I hear the Lord saying this. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all just flow with me. I, I know you touch your neighbor a lot. That's okay. That's why you're in here. Online, you just type it. Just, just, just elbow somebody next to you and say, I rebuke the punk in you. What does punk mean? I'm too scared. I can't. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to happen. What if nobody shows up? What if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? What if they get fired? What if I get fired? I don't want some of you, because here's the truth. Here's the truth. You sold, but you didn't sacrifice. And I don't need you living there. Because the third hell is regret. Bishop, what do you mean? I've never heard this before. I know you've never heard it before. That's why you come to church. Not so you can hear what you know. So you can be taught. If all I'm going to do is get up and tell you what you know, then, then what do you need to come for? See, confirmation is good, but revelation is better. Every time I hear the word, I want to hear something I ain't never heard before. I want the word to stretch me and make me say, oh, my God. And then watch me. I want revelation and confirmation at the same time. Lord, I knew that, but I didn't know that. Who can thank God that you sit in a house where there's both of them? Revelation and confirmation. Matthew 25, 14. Here it is. We're done. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property, more specifically his money. Verse 15. To one he gave five talents. Everybody say five on it to another two talents, to another one talent, each according to his ability. Pay attention. God says, I gave you, where my seed at? I gave you seed, thank you, according to your ability. Watch me. Don't be mad that I gave somebody next to you this much and I only gave you this much. I didn't want to give you more than you knew what to do with. I need you to thank God that he didn't give you all of what you asked for. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. And he went away. Verse 16. And he who had received the five talents went at once. Say immediately. I need you to just prophesy to somebody else. Online, you type it in the building. You touch somebody next to you. And just elbow them, all right? Just elbow them. Elbow them. And just tell them this. Say, do it quickly. Say, stop moving so slow. Some of y'all, you need to start serving today. You need to get involved today. You need to start sowing today. You need to start giving today. You need to start praising today. Talk about, I'm going to do it next week. Nah, boo, you're going to do it. And the man went at once. At once. The moment he got his seed, he was like, all right. He didn't, watch me, he didn't sit there. Watch me. Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm He said, I got my seed. Let's go. Bible says he went at once. Watch me. And he traded with them and he made five talents more. I want you to pay close attention to what the Bible says because I just saw this. I didn't see this when I was preparing this. I just saw it right now. And he traded with them. 
Uh-uh, you missed it. All of them got seed. He went to the same other people that got seed. And the Bible says he traded with them. Which means you keep saying, Lord, I, I, I just need different people. God says, learn how to work with them. That's a word for somebody. And he made five talents more. Watch me. The, the guy with two made double. Somebody say, give me double. If I sow. Here's hell. Verse 25. This guy with one. Now look, I gave you one because I knew you, that's all you could handle. And watch what the man does. He says, so I was afraid. He lived from scarcity. But you are a farmer that has everything you need and, and it's in seed form and everything is a seed. And what's, what's crazy is that you want more but you won't release what you have. And this is bigger than money. You want dedication but you won't release dedication. You want loyalty but you won't release it. You want consistency and you are the most inconsistent person ever. Until today. If that's been your story, that changes. So I was afraid, and I went, and I hid, pay attention to the screen, your talent, your money. He said, he said listen, the seed you gave me wasn't even mine, it was yours, but you let me hold on to it to see if I was going to turn it into something better. Your little talent ain't yours, and I say little to, so that you understand that it's God that gave it to you, not to, uh, to diminish or to dehumanize or to do any of that, except to say, watch me, everything you have, God gave it to you. And God says, I let you use it to see if you were going to turn it into something greater. Those children are not yours. They're the Lord's. He lets you steward them. I gave you them as a seed because I expected you to do something good with them, not let them go through hell because you're still trying to figure out your own hell. So I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look what he says. Here. You can have what's yours. Look, and he's proud about it too. Hold on, I ain't even got one in there. Look, because one seed is so, this is why you need more than enough. Because I, I can't even hold one seed. Here we go. Look, y'all with me? Look, you can't even see one seed. Pay attention. I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent, your money in the ground. Here! You can have what's yours. He refused to sow. I want to ask you a question. What is it that you refuse to do which explains what you cannot have? I'm going to talk this part. We're about to go up. Because watch me. You ready? Verse 30. I want you to see this. Cast the worthless servant. That was the one that refused to sow. Refused to dig. Refused to sow. He's like, listen. If you read the whole narrative, he's like, I took what you gave me and I, I hid it. I didn't do anything with it. And I sat back. Every day, knowing you were going to come back, and I sat there, knowing I had been irresponsible with what you gave me, and I did nothing with it, knowing one day you were going to come back and say, well, my money, what did you do with what I gave you? Everybody look at me. 
I mean, look at me. God expects results. You can clap for that. Here's why you should clap. You're about to produce your biggest ones. I prophesy. Everybody under the sound of my voice, your biggest results, your next 12 months. Say biggest results, next 12 months. Look at this. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. What's darkness? The absence of the knowledge of God. What's that? Hell. What's there going to be? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth is a Hebrew colloquialism. It's, it, it's a Hebrew idiom, if you will, which means, watch me, it, 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 it represents hell, but it represents regret as hell. He says, so here you're going to be doing, you're going to be crying. Oh, my God. Why ain't it happening for me? And then you're going to gnash your teeth. What's gnashing your teeth? You should have did it. Why did I hold on to that? $1,272. That's somebody listening to me right now. I got the Holy Ghost. Why did I hold on to not serving? Why did I hold on to my talent? Why did I hold on to my gift? Why did I hold on to loving people? Why did I hold on to what somebody did to me? And I should have let that go. Because even betrayal can be a seed. Here's where most people live. You live in this hell right here. Regret. Your whole life is a series of regrets. Should have did this. Should have done that. You know what? At 88, I knew. I, 88? And while you're not going to that one, and let's hope you're not in that one, you can't even enjoy the day because you live in this one. I shouldn't have had them kids. I'm coming for you since you ain't going to talk. <clears throat> I should have went to school. Why did I marry them? Why didn't I marry them? God has an interesting way of showing you what you should have did. And showing you what you shouldn't have done. How many of you can be honest right now? Because you're about to come out of this. How many can be honest right now? You ready? How many can be honest right now that you have some areas of regret in your life? Put your hands up. Guess what? I've been anointed today. I'm anointed every day. And I'm not saying that to be braggadocious or self-aggrandized. You just got to know what you got. I've been anointed today to get you out of regret. Because some of your emotions aren't about what's happening. It's that you still regret what happened. You're still thinking, it's, I wish it was different. I wish it happened different. I wish it moved different. Why did I take this job? Why didn't I take this job? I should have went into politics. I should have went into law. I should have went into this. I should have went into that. 
I wish they wouldn't have touched me like that. I'm coming for you. I wish I was never born to that family. I wish I was never born to those people. I wish I was born white. Oh, I'm coming for you. I wish I was born black. I wish I was another sex. Oh, I'm coming for you. I got the Holy Ghost. I'm coming for you. I wish I had straight hair. I wish I had, in between experiences, young man came up to me. He had the curl that I always wanted. <laughs> he did. He did. And I looked at him. I said, oh, my God. This is what I always wanted. But I couldn't get it to curl. I wish I wasn't this size. I wish I had good feet. Now listen, you can contribute to your own. Listen. Now that one you can fix. Now you don't need to live in regret about that. You get you some oils and lotions and things. I rebuke nasty feet in Jesus' name. Especially if you a lady. Listen, let me go here right now. I'll get serious in a minute, but I need to deal with this. Now, men, it ain't appropriate either. Let me be clear. But ladies, it is totally unacceptable. The Bible says how beautiful are the feet. I don't need you wearing socks all the time because your feet are a mess. But get you some secrets from Victoria and make it happen. Lotion them up. Polish them up. Do them right. Now, I'm serious. You talk about I want a king. A king likes good feet. All right, come on, back to the message. Let's go. Regret. This is the, the last of the fall Hebrew feast. And you cannot spend the next 12 months in regret. You cannot spend the next 12 months shoulda, woulda, coulda. You can't spend the next 12 months saying, I should have took that job in Dallas. I said, I took that job in Houston. You didn't. So now I need you to sow and dig and work where you at. So here's what we're doing. Everybody that you raise your hand and say you have areas of regret, stand on your feet in the building and online. You're coming out of that right now. Right now. Because it's hell. It's torment. It's punishment. And God is like, but no, but I, I, I don't want that to be your story. I don't want that to be your situation. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I release regret. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I didn't. And I release that. I release every bad decision, every bad move every bad step I release that it's not over because I still have a pulse which means you still have a plan and the plan is working I will not live in hell the real hell a reprobate mind or regret I will not live in hell no sir I'm free. There is no bondage. There is no bondage. 
Release a praise right there. Yeah. Hallelujah. So look at me. Every time the devil says, well, you should have did this. You tell him, I don't live there. Every time somebody gets on the phone, we should have did this. I don't live there because I'm not going to any of the hells. To hell with that. And I'm not cussing. It's a Greek word. Get ahead of us. It means hot trash. Lay your hands on yourself. We're done. Are you glad you came to church today? Everybody look at me. What has happened has happened. It's over. It's over. It's over. Five, seven, period, over. Eight, new beginning. That's the spiritual year you're in. Say, Lord, let me see it new. Let me see it different right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Wink at somebody and just say, no regret. No regret. Say, he's going to take your bad decisions and work them for your good. Romans 8, 28. How many things? All th How many things work? All things. How many things work? All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com.